everyone's life is completely unique to them. And so you have to get past your ego and you have to find your shared experience with people. The things that we're most afraid to show people are the things that we have most in common. And since I've come to understand that, I've been able to find, be able to write towards this common ground and connect myself to people and create an environment that's full of shared understanding. And I really think that that's the power of music. The biggest challenge in songwriting is to get over yourself and realize that the most beautiful thing about writing a song is that it can be shared. Welcome to another episode of Write of Your Life, where life happens and life storytelling transforms it. Our show is brought to you by lifestorytelling.com. And guess what? You don't have to be a writer to write your life stories. Lifestorytelling.com will teach you how. If you've been through hell and lived to tell about it, or your family skeletons are poking out of the closet, you'll want to check it out at lifestorytelling.com. So excited to have Fort Worth, Texas soul singer Luke Wade on the show today to kick off our songwriter series. Luke was in the top five of NBC's musical competition series, The Voice, in season seven. Growing up in a quiet little Texas town of Dublin seems a fateful beginning for this soul singer. The youngest of four children, he's had some trials in his life. A childhood bout with spinal meningitis proved nearly fatal. A paintball accident left him blind in one eye. And some years later, a severe heat stroke left him with amnesia and took him to the edge once again. Though these experiences inevitably influence Luke, his music remains eternally hopeful and without an ounce of resignation. As you can guess, his life is reflected in his music. Welcome, Luke. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to have you here because you are an amazing person, and I've read some of your background. Of course, we're both Texans, which I love that. You have an amazing story to tell because you've overcome a lot in your life. And that's shown through some of the lyrics in your music. Can you just give us a little bit of background on yourself and some of the hardships that you've come through? Well, um, I guess I should put it maybe like this, that of whatever gifts that I've been giving, given in this life that I'm very, very much appreciative of, I think one of the things that, I, that's, that I'm best at is, is failing forward and not being scared to, to fail. And so I've done a fair amount of, I, you know, I had some childhood ailments that I, that I overcame. Mm-hmm. I had spinal meningitis as a young child, and that was really more of a hardship on my parents than myself, because uh, you know they weren't they weren't sure if I was going to be a normal kid after that. That that was walking and talking, and uh, right and doing normal kid stuff, and and that that turned out, you know, I dodged that bullet, and and then I had an eye injury uh, at at fourteen, and. And really, you know, that's not as much about the ailment as it is just the psychology of being a kid with, with, you know, that that had a, has a trauma. And whenever you're, whenever you're not sure who you are yet, and something happens, then you kind of you have a tendency to become that thing. That's that's your identity because that's the most identifiable thing that's happened in your life. Mm-hmm. So instead of being someone who's good at baseball or as the class clown you're the kid with you know uh the kid with one eye right and 
So, and really it's, I don't think it was ever that big of a deal to anyone. Um, it kind of it, it took my sports career to a screeching halt with the exception of running. And then, and so I, uh, I got into running and I took things so seriously and I was so competitive with myself that I ran myself into a heat stroke and had some amnesia and, oh, wow. uh, and some, uh, and some brain damage and things like that. You know, it was, it all went undiagnosed, undiagnosed because my dad's a painter and my mother's a, a dance teacher. So whenever you, whenever your parents are artists, you don't have insurance and we don't have insurance. You, you don't, it's, you know, it's not worth it to pay however many thousand dollars to find out what's wrong with you as long as you can still live your life. So right. not, not right. sure exactly what it was, but school was harder whenever I came back. And I remember um, right after the injury being asked to count backwards from a hundred and not being able to do it and not knowing who my parents were. Hmm. Uh, and so that's just, that's a very fascinating memory to, to like, to be able to recall, not being able to recall anything, but yeah, um, I had on my cross country uniform and I didn't know what it was and a number of other things. And so those are the things that, that I was able to kind of, you know, you, you let them define you as, as a, a young person. And then you, you let them push you as a, as an older adult. And eventually it, they're just a part of all the things that make who you are. And hopefully that's something that you're proud of. If you've, you know, really left everything out there, most of the moments in your life. In terms of effort and energy and belief. Yeah, because you've grown. Now, you, you mentioned discovering your identity. When did you discover your identity as a musician? Um, that was very late. Um, 27, probably. Really? 26. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I was whenever... It, it, it was very strange the way it all happened. It just kind of... It was very organic and innocent the way it all happened i just had some things to say you know it was my my preferred method of self-expression and i just you know i wanted to make a good album you know i wanted to make mm -hmm. something that was excellent and in the process and I, and I wanted to share it with both live and, and on recording and so in the uh and I, and, I, and I never, and I always thought that you were, you were either, you know, you two or you were a garage band. I didn't know that there were varying degrees <laughs> because there was, I was in a small town. I was very isolated. And so you just saw the people on TV. Right. And then your heroes that were other kids that were maybe a little bit older who were jamming in the garage. And I had no kind of understanding of what the trajectory looked like from getting to one to the other. From one to the right. other. So, you know, I, I just, I, I wanted to make something and assume that if it was good enough, that the big thing would happen. And if it wasn't, then, then I would go on about my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and little did I know that the journey to just make something that I thought was good was going to last 10 years. Wow. Um, and so by the time that, that that actually happened that I had something out that I, that I thought was good and that I was starting to be decent at music. I had already gone so far down that road that it was who I was, you know, that's, uh, that was one of the most difficult years of my life. Right. Was really was grasping, coming to grips with, with the fact that 
that I, I was no longer my potential that I was I was who I was and what I was and 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 it was the you know kind of the culmination of things that I I had and had not done. That's whenever you realize that you're not going to be a doctor, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be a archaeologist. Like you, you're that's you've kind of chosen your path, whether you like it or not. And I never intended to to be a musician. Mm-hmm. It was a it was an accident. And and at that point, like the thing that I was, I wasn't successful at. And I was I was bartending and and barely making ends meet and just trying to make an, like you know scrape scrape enough money together to. So to buy some time to go and do the thing that I had become, to go be the thing that I had become. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's when all that, all that culminated. And then I, I've just spent the last, um, you know, the last five years kind of just digging myself out of that, that hole. But I really feel like that it was also 27 whenever I, I was, I became who I am and came to grips with it and learned to love it and learned to really build confidence. and and who I am and, and love who I am. And, and before that, I, I had, I didn't, that necessarily wasn't the, the thing, like those weren't necessarily at the forefront of my, of my existence. Right. Now that's a, that's a huge transformation and recognition. And you're also a songwriter as well. So has that come out in your songs and your lyrics that you create? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the, the last, it, each album kind of has a, has a theme um the first record is very much about my disconnect from people and that was you know i, I didn't realize it but it's very much self-imposed it was I, mm. I kind of because of my lack of confidence i didn't think that i deserved um the kind of people in my life that i wanted and needed right and so i surrounded myself with people that um and relationships that reflected that and and so the first album was really about that desire to, to find those people and to to feel like I deserve those people and to be the person that I wanted to be to get those people. And so the, and then the, the second record is really about the transformation being from from being who you know your potential to being who you are and coming to grips with that. That growing up after your body stops doing it for you is really hard work. <laughs> True and. Uh, yeah, and so that's really kind of what the second record is about, and then the next one that, that hasn't come out yet is um, there's a lot of there's a lot more storytelling just about you know things that are kind of isolated, just just kind of narratives, and then there's also a lot of um, I've come to understand that the things that we want and need as human beings are so much on the other side of things that we're so afraid of, and rightfully so because we've been hurt a lot through our lives. So that's kind of the, that's kind of what this the the majority of this new material is about that walking through that fire. Right. So a lot of this is, is so personal. Is it hard to put something so very personal out there for everybody to listen to and criticize or like or whatever that they want to do with it? Um, that's really my gift is, is, um, is not worrying too much about that. Mm, good. That's usually the hardest. I think it's the hardest thing for people. Um, but for me, it's always been the easiest and, and it's allowed me to, to really make a lot more mistakes and turn a lot more coals into diamonds than a lot of people get the opportunity to. So when you sit down to, or do you even sit down to write a song or do you, does it just come to you and it just like flows out of you? How does that process work? 
Um, really, they're they're just kind of the ideas, both musical, lyrical. Uh, yeah, both musical and lyrical, uh, just kind of floating around in the universe. And it's whenever you you practice songwriting, when you start going down that path, it's like someone asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, and you know it, you know. We'll do that. They'll say, you know, who was the actor in this movie? And you know it, but you just don't have access to the information at that moment. Right. And so you're, you're, however it works, like you're just, your brain's kind of just sifting through things and listening and trying to, and then eventually, you know, maybe an hour or two hours, three hours, you're like, oh, it was this guy or this, this woman, whatever the, the answer. And so that's kind of how songwriting works for me. It's just, it's like I ask myself a question and I'm finding the answers to that question a little bit a little by little by little and then turning them in and turning the answers into stories that's good if you were to think back on some of the biggest obstacles you faced as a songwriter and and how you've overcome those what would you say is one of those toughest obstacles really it's understanding the value and the challenges of having a unique perspective Everyone's, you know, everyone's life is completely unique to them. They're both, they're, their emotional and personal, psychological and musical experiences are all very unique. And so in that, it's very easy to write things accidentally that, that only you relate to. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, you have to get past your ego and you have to, to find your shared experience with people and what you, what you ultimately share with everyone is often the things that are most personal. The things that we're most afraid to show people are the things that we have most in common with everyone. And that's that's just kind of the very nature of that's what I've become that's what I've come to understand. And since I've come to understand that, I've been able to to find be able to write towards this common ground and connect myself to people and people to other people and create an environment that's that's um, full of shared understanding and and I really think that that's the power of music and so the challenge of so i guess in short um it's the, the biggest challenge in songwriting is to get over yourself <laughs> and realize that the most beautiful thing about writing a song is that it can be shared right and should be shared and should be and one of the things that i we tell people who want to write about their lives, whether it's a short story or a memoir or a song, is that, you know, you are helping by writing this and by sharing your story, you're helping somebody who may be just about to go through what you're going through. Yeah. Right. They may be a minute behind or two years behind you, but your sharing your story will help somebody else. And that's, and that's why it's important to get it out there. Absolutely, you know, and, that, and I've, I've even written stories about things in my life that I, I saw coming, that I thought were going to happen, mm-hmm. and, and opened up a dialogue with myself and with the people in my life where we, we were able to, like, look at what was probably going to happen in an honest way and, and fear, really figure out what the solutions are. You know, I've, I've been gone for the majority of the year on tour, and I've got a, you know, a beautiful, um, wonderful woman at home. And it's mm-hmm. it's a challenge on that much because no matter how special of a person you are and how special your relationship is, it's hard to not think that 
that, you know, someone who may not be as good at loving her might be a better choice just because he can be there. Mm. And so I wrote a song about that and opened up that dialogue and, and created a, an environment for, for us to, to find an understanding and, and work to, you know, avoid, you know, incomes that were, outcomes that were, you know, that were, that were discussed in a, in a story. And I think that that's really the power of stories is to, to, uh, to, if they're time machines, you can, you can change outcome and you can, and you can bring the past to the future and help, help teach you, know, create stories that survive you and help future generations avoid repeating your mistakes. So nothing more powerful than stories. Oh, I love that. Okay, so one last question. If there is somebody who wants to be a songwriter or wants to write about their lives, what piece of advice would you give them as they're on that journey? They want to be a songwriter. Um, share your uh, your experiences. And what I mean by that is, I mean, at every opportunity. Um, so write songs with people. Um, use people as your mirror to help create, you know, a, a more diverse perspective. Um, share your songs with people and, and see how they affect, you know, the people in the audience, other, study other people's songs, you know, like just, it's, it's not once just get over yourself and, and, and share what you have and let mm-hmm. people share what they have with you to, because that's just like, power of the story the power of your perspective is your is your story that you know that maybe you haven't shared with other people yet um and someone else's perspective is their story that you can you can see if you ask them for it and make your you know have a better understanding of what your story means and so that's what writing is all about is is finding those understanding fabulous well luke thank you so much for sharing your insights with us and sharing your life in story and in song and good luck in the future thank you so much and have a wonderful day great information from luke wade at the end of each episode i peek into the life story toolkit and share information on one particular tool that you might consider using if you're writing or would like to start writing about your life The Life Story Toolkit is sponsored by LifeStorytelling.com, where you can find your life theme, discover where to start writing, and craft your life into a compelling story. This episode's Life Story Toolkit features a website called America's Footprints. This site gives you an easy way to privately tell your story in the form of a digital memoir. When you log on, you can create what they call a footprint, and this footprint is a unique profile created on your own and in private, containing the poignant memories that make up your life story. You're essentially building a digital profile that will forever store the memories and milestones in your lifetime for the purposes of preserving your footprint in history. You can think of a footprint like a memoir or an autobiography, but on a much smaller scale. For example, as a member, you can share stories of your childhood and important lessons that you have learned along the way. You can talk about where you've been and what dreams you wish to pursue in the future. You can add historic photos from your past that have meaning or significance in some way. And you can leave behind personal messages for your closest family, your friends, and even your future descendants. It's at americasfootprints.com. Well, that's all we have for today. 
In the last episode, James Kennedy discussed the 92nd Newberry Film Festival, where kids recreate a book plot in 90 seconds of film. So if you have a book-loving kid in your life, you might want to go back and have a listen. Next week, we'll interview our next songwriter, 16-year-old Mia Zanotti. If you like this podcast and find it valuable, would you consider sponsoring the show? You can support it by sharing each episode on your social networks, and you can head over to our special page at patreon.com slash rightofyourlife and become a patron. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash rightofyourlife. Not only will you feel good knowing you're helping the show, but there are special perks for supporters, too. If just 15 people provided $5 per episode, it would help us reach many more people who could benefit from writing about their lives. We love our listeners and would enjoy interacting with you on social media. We're on Pinterest, Facebook, and just about anywhere you can hold a great virtual conversation. My handle is Right of Your Life. This show is put together by consulting producer Nick Jaworski at podcastmonster.com and myself, Stacy Curtis. We hope that today you have the right of your life.